Hello again, this is Shane and you're welcome to Heartlines. I hope you're well and have had a lovely Christmas. Now on this week's episode 58, I'm, close to, I'm closing out this year of 2021, which has been a, an interesting year, let's, let's, let's say. I have a guru on the show, yes, and his name is Dara. And to his fans on social media and the world over, he is a Guinness guru. Welcome to the show, the Guinness guru. Hello, Dara. What's up, Shane? So this is the final podcast of the year. It I is, feel yeah. quite special. Um, it's like ringing out the new year with the Guinness Guru. Yeah, I'm good, Shane. Thanks for having me on, pal. Yeah, no, great. No, honestly, no, no, the thing is the Guinness Guru, but like, how did you come up with the idea for the Guinness Guru? Were you thinking of doing other beers or spirits and going, let's just focus on this? And what, where did the Guinness Guru come about? Around summer 2019, I was doing a different YouTube channel just um, with my own name on it. And it was, it was shite. I have no problem saying it. It was, okay. <laughs> I was very much in the mode of like throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks mm. and nothing was sticking. But I was, I was confident enough just keep her lit and something, something like I was only 26 at the time. So I wasn't too worried. And I was like, yeah, grand. And then uh, a good friend of mine, Colin O'Mela came to me and he said, right, you're doing these videos. And he, he sent me a video of this guy, Dave Portnoy who owns a uh, barstool sports in America and he mm-hmm. does these pizza reviews. Um, and yeah, I, I just have to be honest about how I started it. Like I, I could easily just be like, oh, yeah, I had this great idea, but that's how it came about. Cause he sent that to me and he said, this could be good to do it with Guinness. So we started doing it together. He was just, he was the cameraman. Uh, he kind of stepped away since uh, we're, we're still on great terms, which is good. He was just, he actually has a proper real job. <laughs> so he didn't really have the time. Um, so he kind of left it to me. That's how it started. Yeah, pretty much just saw Dave Portnoy doing it with pizza and the concept looked so simple, but so effective. Not the guru. You are a guru, but you're also just a lad, you know? Yeah, like the way I <clears throat> I say it with the word, with the word guru is, that was the best thing I could think of to go after Guinness. I was yeah. like, Guinness man, pint reviews, Guinness guy. Yeah. And it's like, Guinness guru sounds great. Um, uh, if you ask me, I'll put my hand up and say, I'm no fucking expert. I'm more of a, a clueless expert, if you if you will. Um, and then, yeah, like that's just my personality. And I think, yeah. I think a lot of people, like they have that personality, which is like quite relatable. But then when, when they go on camera, they think they have to be more prim and proper and that's what people are going to like but i think it's the opposite i think i think it probably took a while to come into my own thinking like what kind of persona do i want to have on camera because it's like anyone who who makes videos like it's not 100 accurate to the person you are in daily life but it's probably 90 percent. so you have to you have to bump up the energy a little bit like so yeah yeah um like you know you're on camera but i think yeah i think like that's how lads speak i i, I try not to say that and too crazy but yeah, I, I think like I always said, if I'm going to be a success, it's not going to be because I'm like, I'm not comedian funny. I don't have punchlines. I'm not mm. making gags. But I think you can be funny if you're just kind of relatable in how you speak and how you talk about things and don't take yourself too seriously. And that seems to be what's what's gotten me here. I definitely feel like when I look at other sort of uh, whatever creators bit mm. of a wanky word but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and I, I i've just developed a really good relationship with with um with the followers and they whenever i get messages it is genuinely like they're just it just feels like it's one of the lads messaging me yeah and and i feel like they think they feel like it they're just messaging one of their mates or whatever so and i kind of go on my stories a lot and i'd be like all right lads and i'm really addressing whoever's following me as a bit of a community so that's 
that's all you want. Like, all, all I want is for people to look at me and go, oh, yeah, he's grand. Like, he's all right. They don't have to think I'm, I'm great. Just, ah, he's all right. Bit of crack. Uh, sure, I'll watch this. Like, that's, you, you got you to, that's something I've realized over the last two years. Like, you've got to, you got to realize yourself that you're only like, you're just five, 10 minutes of, of these people's day or week or whatever. Like, and you're not really, you're never really going to be more than that. You might get 1% of your audience might be like, might love your content and be obsessed with it and watch every single thing. But the other 99%, they're just following, like they're following the other thousand people they're following. And you just got to realize like, if you can give them a bit of a laugh and a bit of crack for five minutes a day, five minutes a week or a month, that's, that's all you need. You don't need yeah. them to be crazy about you, obsessed with you. So that's, I've kind of, and that just makes you think then like, don't take it too seriously. Yeah. But you have to calm your ego a little bit because you are known now. Because I remember you done a video in Liverpool and and someone come up to you and you were like, oh, do you know me? Or was that just you playing for the camera pretending that you're like, oh, they're, they're fans of mine. Like, was that a real kind of emotion kind of going, oh, yes, they know who I am. Or was this like, let's pretend like I, I'm big a big star to these guys. No, like I would genuinely like I, I, I can't even remember the moment, but I yeah. presume I would have been just shocked that yeah. someone outside of Ireland would have known me. Now, yeah. they i think that people were probably irish don't get me wrong <laughs> yeah when, yeah i probably realized like jesus i've come to liverpool and and like someone has known me that's that's mad but yeah you're definitely right with the ego like i i have to i would be quite a no two ways about it. i probably have a big enough ego anyway uh. before i started all this so like i don't mind if i come across that i have a bit of an ego because i always did but it can't it can't get any bigger do you know what i mean mm-hmm. like I, I i really do try to check myself and I've I've a good group of mates around me that would, if I was to um, if I was to say something a bit wankerish, like they'd have no problem telling me who do you think you are, pal, and in a in a good way. So yeah, um, yeah I think because of the group I have around me and like my family and all is just so normal that um, yeah, I, I I do have to check myself. And when all these people are knowing you and loving you and blah blah blah, blah and it's like all right, pal, but you know it doesn't nothing's changed they, they they like you because of who you are and then you turn into it's so easy to turn into a gobshite and then everyone will go ah his day is done so i think that's the main thing keep the ego in check so when, why guinness like was guinness are you are you a big guinness drinker but again it just comes back to when when when, when Colsey, my mate just said like this could be good for guinness and and because yeah. like I, I don't you don't i i was i'm 28 now so i started it at 26 drinking guinness from probably about 22 23 maybe not my not my mm. whole drinking career now i think it's changed a lot now like young lads will start you'll see i get messages from young lads and their name will be like johnny o'toole oh what, what would it be like oh one or like oh two or something and you're like this guy's fucking 19 18 mm. drinking guinness like from the get-go but, but i think i think a big part of that is Guinness is a, it's a lot cooler to drink. I was listening to Blind Boys podcast on Guinness and he was like, it's, it's socially cool to drink Guinness now. Whereas 10 years ago, it was for our lads and you'd be laughed out of place if you were drinking Guinness. Um, so I was, I definitely wasn't drinking it at 18. And when I was 18, I would have thought it was disgusting like most other people. And then you just, uh, you just try it and you try it. I don't think anyone can really remember that the time where they were converted. It's just so gradual. It's like, 
you, you'll have one you think that's disgusting and then like mm. six months later you'll have you'll try one you might get another and then you're like actually no I'll go on the beer and then all of a sudden you're a Guinness drinker I don't think it would really work if you were like the Heineken guru or the oh, Bomber's okay. guru because yeah. I often get comments on my TikToks which I understand because they're it's a very young audience and it's people are always saying um sure it's, it's the same liquid coming out what do you like how is there a channel dedicated to this and i never got that until i went on tiktok because the tiktok this could be a 13 year old writing the comment but people who people who kind of know guinness and especially in ireland and, and drink guinness and other beers there's much more to kind of debate and talk about when it comes to guinness rather like mm. generally beer and heineken like it might be a little bit different in places but it's not enough of a difference to start a <laughs> channel around it but yeah guinness is always has you're you're in the pub like oh that's a great Guinness, do you know what I mean? Where you might yeah. really be like, that's a great Budweiser, do you know? Yeah. How, now, go on, tell me how you come up with the criteria. Did you come up with it yourself or did you just kind of ha have a little brainstorm with your friends and say, look, well, let's look at the, the shtick and all that kind of thing. I love that. I love the shtick. You know, that yeah. Of. Shane, there's fuck all criteria. And like, I always have to be honest when people ask. I, I never made a system. Like, the whole thing just happened so slowly. And like, it, it was just going to a pub, have yeah. it and just say what you think basically and then try to compare it to maybe the last one and now i've been doing it two years it's you're trying to compare it to something you've had like two years ago and it's just impossible and the scoring system is just i wouldn't say like fucked but it's it's a bit kind of in question because i could have a point i'm probably not as harsh as i used to be at the start i was like oh, i'll be really harsh and I, I won't give out good scores so something like maybe gave like a 7.9 at the start now i might give like an 8.3 or 4 and I've no problem admitting like the that's why it's a bit all over the place. But criteria wise, very basic, like just the all style. Well, you can't really give bump the score for the glass, but I much prefer the all style glass than the obviously just decent temperature. But it's not as if I've got a thermometer and I know what the temperature is. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, it's nice and cold. Just a good a good dome on top of it. You don't want the top of it to be flat. You want to. I like it like. Probably Guinness proper purists would probably say too full, but I like it when the, the dome on it is so high that's just about to spill over, mm. but it doesn't, and you can carry it around and it doesn't spill. Yeah. Um, I always find when it's like that and then you tuck into it, it's it's proper creamy. Yeah. And then what I when when I give a pint like like I've only given like over a nine, maybe three times ever. And generally what I find with those ones is <clears throat> excuse me when call it the latte effect and again this is like total bullshit i've made up but <laughs> do you know if you drink a latte and it, you could have the cup like tilted nearly 45 degrees before any actual hot coffee touches your lips yes yeah, it's, it's just yeah. all the foam yeah yeah, yeah. I, I find that if, if you get a pint like that and it's so creamy that the the liquid actually has to find its way through the cream it's just like so good because we've all gotten pints that were kind of watery and that's just yeah. your worst nightmare um so creamy good take head and then um it doesn't have to like everyone knows guinness isn't like it's got a weird taste it's not like super super tasty mm. it's more so if it's not overly bitter or overly watery in the taste then it's yeah. really good do you know mm. what i mean because mm. it doesn't have it has a, has a it's a kind of a strange taste it's hard to explain the taste of it like um and then yeah like then when the when the with the shtick when that you get the rings or the lacing all the way down the glass that's a bonus but i found in my experience like you could have a shocking bad point and the shtick could still be good so a shtick is more just nice aesthetically to look at 
it doesn't correlate with the taste of the pint. There's, I suppose there is a bit of a criteria. I probably put myself down a bit. That's the, that's the criteria I've built over the two years. Because you started out this as a, something to latch on to Guinness. Now you're kind of going, do you know what? I am a guru. I do know what I'm talking about. You're just, you're just, you're just too modest to say that, I think. <laughs> yeah, I would, if, if those words ever come out of my mouth, then you can definitely say the ego has gone up. But no, like, look, <laughs> yeah. I, I think I can say I know a bit at mm. this stage. I know I knew fuck all when I started, but yeah. I know a bit. But the I wouldn't say the problem, but the thing with me is like, I'm never going to be like, soup i even i did a video yesterday and at the st- and i was trying to explain this new kind of guinness machine that came out and i said right lads disclaimer i'm terrible at being informative in these videos like mm. i just i just go around i go into the pub and have a laugh and rate the point but i was trying to actually be informative in that video but i suppose you, you can't help but pick up a thing or two if you're doing it for two years i think i've been i, I reviewed pints in over 150 pubs so yeah, you're just gonna you're gonna pick up a thing or two, um, and and yeah, I I I probably would know a little bit more than the average lad purely just because of the volume of pubs I've been in. Mm. But like you were saying, Shane, the, the the tricky part of it all is I could go into a pub, I could just happen to get a really they could if you, say you went to that pub for for five years and you went once once a month for five years and then you gave it a, a score then that would probably be the best way of doing it. But obviously, I don't have time or money yeah. or resources to do that and it would just be stupid so i have to go there and get this one point and that's going to determine that place for forever in my book do you know what i mean yeah yeah and that's yeah. why I, I would if, if it's not great i would say like uh look it might it mightn't have been a the best point they could pour do you know what i mean let's say if i give it under like a seven i might go look lads it's it's probably just a bad day for them or something and i might say like oh but the pub is lovely but i've noticed like with there's a place called Bose on Fleet Street in Dublin. And I gave that a 9.2, like the second highest score ever. And there has, you've definitely seen, like, I've gotten many messages of people being like, oh, yeah, just went into Bose um, off your recommendation. And also people saying, I was in Bose last night full of 20 to 30 year olds where it's, it's kind of known as an old man's pub. Um, and everyone talking about the pint and the Guinness guru and all this stuff. If I give it like an average score it's not really going to affect the pub but if i do give it like that really 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 high score then people will go like which is great for the pub but then it's great for me when people say oh the point was actually good i'm sure every point you get isn't going to be a 9.2 i'm sure i got a really good one but um yeah it's 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 nice to know that people go off your recommendation and then they actually, they're not like, it was shite. Because you don't announce you're, you're going to these pubs. You don't go, you don't go, hey, bar manager, I'm coming over. So get your, get your best point again and say, no. No, it's something I've, I always debate in my head. But I think the, the odd time you, you kind of feel like you have to do it. It's more so to get permission to film. Because you oh, okay. can't just rock into a pub and whip out a camera and then just chances are no one will give a shit, but I'd rather just get permission. So like on the off chance, you might go and there mightn't be a manager or something there and someone might say, oh, I can't give you permission. Or, you know, the pub might be super busy. Yeah. So you ring ahead. But 99% of the time, I just rock up, I try to do it on like a weekday or early on a Sunday. And I just say, how are you? Um, getting screwed. Now it's gotten to a stage where probably 60, 70% of them know who I am. They wouldn't have known I'm coming, but they know who I am. So they know, like, try pour a good point or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm trying to get a balance between giving the pub a good chance to give me a good point, mm. but also not letting them, not giving them fucking a week to prepare. Not that, not that even if they had a week to prepare, they would <laughs> do anything. In the but dojo. Like, 
not ringing <laughs> yeah exactly not ringing ahead a week ahead yeah. because i want to get similar points of it the like you or any any other lad is going to get yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what i mean so yeah. it's a it's a tricky mix but i think i've kind of gotten it down now there must be pubs in, in dublin in particular that are very social media savvy so they must be watching your stuff and have they ever tried to persuade you to come and accept payment or some sort of like, you know, tips to actually review their points? To be honest, none of the Dublin pubs, I think they're too smart. I think they, they probably follow me along too much to know that I wouldn't do that. Okay. Um, you, you get, don't get me wrong, I've got the same fucking 10 pubs, like you said, social media savvy. They, they obviously mm. have decent marketing. <laughs> just on to me <laughs> yeah. like the whole time, sending yeah. me pictures of points and all waiting for the Guinness guru and eventually I do get to them like um and it's smart from them like of of to just keep kind of hounding me and then if you hound me enough I shouldn't probably say that but if you hound me yeah. enough I kind of I have to go there but I go I go more on the basis of of followers recommending it uh, as opposed to if you own a pub and you keep sending me pictures going like this is great I was like I I'm all about the person who's on this side of the bar unfortunately okay. I'm not about mm. the I'm not about pleasing the barman or the owner but it's the people you get offered the money is just fucking kind of <laughs> random lads from all over and they'd be like i know this probably only happened maybe five times but he'd be like oh yeah meow i remember getting a message from a lad and he was he was from the countryside like and he just goes hell yeah meow lad owns a pub in fucking x right. uh he happy to offer you a few bob to come up and 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 they'd be like give it an honest review yeah and then yeah and he was like happy to give you a thousand euro and i was thinking you are a mad bastard <laughs> but i was like it, you could offer me a million and it just it doesn't even register like in my mind like oh fuck like geez like that's a thousand euro like that could really help me because it it would just ruin my whole reputation my whole mm. brand if i mm. if i start going like I, I remember saying, if I'm going to a town and I'm doing five pubs and I'm like, right, lads, so yeah. three of these are paid, two of them aren't, but like, it's all going to be honest. You'd go, good man yourself, would you fuck off? And you'd lose your whole following and you'd lose your whole reputation. Like you said, you, I come across as my reputation is just genuine enough, normal lad, like, and mm. that's that's what I have to keep for forever if I'm going to be a success yeah yeah exactly st st stick to your roots your ethos yeah very good is there any pub okay that surprised you with the quality of guinness you know when you went in going oh this pub doesn't look great from the outside but it went in it's like wow this pub top guinness um yeah i, I know i said bows like but bows bows was a mad one because normal not many like you know with the followers it was always like everyone's recommending the grave diggers and mulligans mm -hmm. and john kyo's and all um the only people who were recommending bows were kind of like people who like there was a couple of lads who were running Guinness pages and then there was a couple maybe a, a, one or two lads who were like barmen and then there was just this random lad who kept saying it but it was it was very much like it was this sort of little trade secret but I didn't really realize that until I went in and I realized like like actual barmen from the area go there yeah. and so I wasn't like I was expecting it decent but I wasn't expecting much and then when I got that I was like that is unreal um I'm trying to think of one is popping into my head when I did I did 12 pubs uh, two years ago I think I had I probably had about eight or nine pints on it it's the most I ever drank in the video and I went to a place so you've got you go down Baggett Street and then you take a turn right to go to Smith's on Hadding, Haddington Road I think and across from Smith's is a bar called the 51 and like i'd never heard of it no one's ever recommended it but i went in there and i got a good point like i walked in this was like smell of carvery and all and it was just yeah, totally yeah. normal pub 
and I got a good point and you'd be surprised by something like that but generally like to be fair to the followers what gets recommended the most typically is the best so that's okay. that obviously means like people aren't just recommending shit randomly it's 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 a kind of general consensus of this is the best one in our town so um yeah Bo's probably the, the only one where I went in and I was like oh fuck this is this is different gravy and what pub what pub you went you were thinking the followers think this is a great point and I went there and I was kind of disappointed in the, the quality of the Guinness at the time ah <laughs> uh, jeez like obviously I can't just single out one pub but like right. there's been there has been times where like say there's a pub called the Palace Bar and I went in there two years ago got an incredible point rated it really highly it was brilliant then I went back in I was filming a video called like so that was back when I was doing the reviews individually and then I went back in about three months ago and I was doing a, I was going to do a two-part video of uh best points in Dublin and I had like 10 or or like eight pubs on the list and the palace was one of them and the whole idea was it was going to be a bit different than normal because normally I go into these pubs I've never been to but I was kind of going in being like right I've been to these lads this is where you get a good point but then on any given day you could get a dodgy one yeah. and i got a, i didn't get a great one and it was like it wasn't awful but it wasn't their best and then i had to kind of be like i was walking out and the i think it was the two managers were like to me well what do you think and i just had to be honest and i think that's yeah. why people respect it because yeah i i could be like oh yeah it was great and then they see the video the next day and they go he's a prick whereas yeah. if i if i let them know i'd be like look mm. lads i had an incredible point here two years ago wasn't great today um and then i remember the poor bastard who poured it was just kind of standing over there <laughs> looking at me but I, I was just being totally honest like it was it was totally different um and they were just like okay fair enough and and and, and i think they were even like should we we'll have a look at the lines and we might yeah. give them a clean out or something and like when when people say that it's 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 amazing because you would expect them to just go well, we've been serving points in here for a hundred years. You can fuck off if you don't think it's good. You know what I mean? Uh, but they were like, okay, well, you know, maybe, maybe there was something not right with the points today. And and it, everyone would say that, even like like the grave diggers, which is held in the most esteem ever. Like you could go in there and you you might get one that's on the average side as well. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't think there's any pub that has ten out of ten Guinness seven days a week, three hundred sixty five days a mm. year, and and. I'm not bashing any pubs, but that's just how it is. Like you, we all know you. You go down to your local, and it's unreal. And then you, one weekend you're in there, you go, "That's the points aren't fucking great tonight, are they?" Yeah. And this just this just swings it around about. If it's if it's good on on the greater average, then yeah, then then you're happy out. You know what I mean? And and Guinness actually has a very short. I only learned this recently because I was doing a video where I was sending a couple of kegs of Guinness abroad to like see could you taste it, blah 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 blah. Mm. And I realized like the shelf life is only like six weeks or eight weeks for in the keg. Like, so yeah. I'm sure we've all drank a pint that was gone off before, because if you have a keg there, it's somewhere like some, some say maybe not coppers because it's a busy place, but say there was a nightclub and it, it wasn't that the busiest nightclub and they were serving Guinness. Fuck knows how long that keg is sitting there. Like yeah. they're probably serving five pints a weekend <laughs> to be mm. bad. Yeah. Exactly. And like, and as you said, like you get like, you know, on TikTok or whatever, and people are giving you guff about like, you know, every point should be the same, you know, but it's, but it's not because it's the poor. And as you said, like I've seen you done the videos where you went to Vienna and stuff like that, Liverpool, you've traveled a bit to see does it travel. The biggest kind of thing I learned with, with the whole Guinness doesn't travel. I think it's kind of harsh to say Guinness doesn't travel. Guinness travels fine. 
okay. once it gets there it's not really looked after the same as it is in ireland and and that's the problem so it gets there and it's it's probably maybe not stored at the right temperature it's it's left there too long it's um it's been served out of a manky tap that hasn't the lines haven't been cleaned so yeah it travels fine it gets where it's supposed to be get like it's not like guinness have done any have put on the plane and automatically turned shit it, yeah. um it's just the, the general care and love and respect and culture of the pub it goes to and unfortunately outside of ireland uk tends to be okay beyond that guinness there's no guinness culture in these countries and yeah why would there be do you know what i mean exactly, so yeah. I, don't, I, I wouldn't blame them for not having great guinness taking pride in the guinness and it takes a lot of time to pour guinness you know and like people aren't going to do that especially if they've got other drinks in their, in their culture that are more important to them you know yeah and also you've got a lot of people don't i don't think might not know but like in ireland if you serve guinness in a pub you get a rep to come around minimum once a month he comes around he cleans your lines he checks everything's okay outside of ireland they, i don't think they have that at all but mm. maybe in the uk but <laughs> you go to like europe and all they there's no one checking on them and we all know like if you know let's say you have a boss in work and you could have a great relationship with the boss but you know that they're checking on you they're checking what you're up to so you're going to make sure everything's right make sure everything's going well mm -hmm. if you say that boss is you, here's a job but the boss never ever checks on you most of us just turn into a lazy bastard and we wouldn't <laughs> give a bollocks so that's kind of what it's like they don't they, they in ireland you know like mr guinness man is coming tomorrow let's make sure everything's good and clean but abroad they don't and they don't and again i don't blame them for for not giving a shit like because mm. they guinness isn't from their country so why would they care yeah I agree. Now you're saying like like you uh you, you used to have a job. What you were uh, what, a painter decorator? Is that it? Painter decorator. Shout out GK Paint and Deck. Nice. And then also as well. So now you've moved into the kind of uh, social media, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook kind of sphere. So how do you make a living out of that? I know it must be it, it, it just a true is it true ads or true sponsors or is it true like you know views or how, how does it work? How does that kind of world work? So I'd say. 95% of my income, Shane, is just from YouTube. Uh, mm. I could. So basically on YouTube, you, you make money two ways. If you watch my videos, generally they have a sponsor at the start of them. So it's like a 60 second ad uh, for this amount of money. And then you kind of work with those sponsors for it could be a once off. It could be a three month, six month contract, whatever it is. Um, say the likes of Manscaped, I've been working with them for probably like a year. And obviously the money is gone. You kind of renew the contract every three months. And luckily enough, like you can kind of ask for more money because your views are going up and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And then the other way is the views. So it's it's not just a case of you get 10,000 views, you get this much money. It's all this different. It's like how suitable is your video for advertisers? And I always thought mine wouldn't be great because I curse a good bit and there's alcohol in my videos. But luckily for me, it's called like a CPM or something and not to get too nerdy, but it's basically like you could have a video where you might make one euro per thousand views. Um, or you could make that, that'd be a bad CPM or you could make eight euro per thousand views. That's a really good CPM. Um, so like if yours is, if, if yours is say, let's just say yours is 10 and someone else is one, you're going to make the same money if they could get hundred K views and you could get 10 K views, but you make the same money. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, if you yeah, get 100k yeah. views, you're fucking sorted. So I've definitely done like 
I'm not well, like I'm not fucking raking it in. But some of my videos, like the the Nitro Surge video I did, the Conor McGregor video, they're on like 150,000 views with a pretty good CPM. Yeah. And so I've made a bit of them, but it's all about like keeping it consistent. And and the, the videos where I go to the towns, they generally seem to do well. Like they kind of get up to that sort of 50,000 view mark, which which keeps me going well. So that would between the sponsors and the views, that's pretty much my full-time income, which is good, but uh, it's not super reliable either. So it's kind yeah. of a case of trying to monetize other things. And then like a lot of people would have monetized their Instagram. I don't really tend to do that. I just find, like, I find when I, if I, if you watch a YouTube video and it has a sponsor, yeah, there is an element of like, oh, fucking get this, skip the, skip the ad, get this out of the way. But yeah. you don't really mind because you're like, you're seeing me going around. I might be going around a town and, and you know, I had to get down there. And I'm staying over and you're like, well, it's obviously cost the money. The sponsor's paying for it. That makes sense in your head. But when on Instagram, when, I, when you just see, hi, this is said product. It's really great. You should buy it. Yeah. And then nothing follows it. You're just a bit like, fuck off with that shit, will you? So I try not to do much of that on Instagram. I might throw the odd thing up on a story or maybe if it was the YouTube sponsor, I'll throw it on a story, but I very much don't like doing like a post where it's purely dedicated to just trying to sell some random thing, especially if it's mm-hmm. not to do it like Guinness or, or pub stuff. So pretty much, yeah, YouTube. So it stays in that kind of vein. I seen that. I seen you were in Liverpool and you said, now a word from future Dara. And then you just gave a little uh, promotion for the, the company that does all the, you know, the, the retrofit kind of, uh, you know, you have bacon fries on the wall and all this kind of Guinness, you know, clocks and not you know toucans and all that kind of stuff you know yeah so that's a good way of doing it as well instead of like yeah. like ramming it down the people uh, the viewers throats you kind of subtly you know put it in there yeah exactly and i and something like that i don't mind like because that's like it's man cave collectibles and it's like they yeah. that's literally stuff that i i'm using on this wall in this room and yeah. like people who follow me are into Guinness, they might have a home bar and it's like, that's that's handy for them. But if I was just advertising some total bullshit, then it'd be like, ah, oh, here. But yeah, like I said, I think people people understand like YouTube, it's like, it's my living now. It's, you got to make a few bob as well while yeah. you're at it. So they don't mind 60 second ad. And I try to make the ads as entertaining as possible. Like often you'll get like a script sent to you, but I just say to them, look, I never read, I'd never redo really a script because people will just skip the ad. Whereas if you can make it somewhat funny and entertaining, they'll actually watch the ad. And that's mm. all you want at the end of the day. So even with like the Manscaped ads, I'll be talking about fucking shaving your balls and all this sort of crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just try to keep people engaged so they don't just so they don't just skip it, you know? The main thing is to just for people not to skip it. And I know a lot of people would, but if you can make less people skip it, then then it's job done. Are you a lone guru now or do you have any team behind you? Oh, not not paid anyway but um <laughs> ah, there's definitely like there's definitely people who who help out like my my girlfriend films a good bit for me and it's mm. handy because like we could just go to like we're going to dingle next week and you know we get a night out of it it's not like while we're filming it's not super fun it, it might look it it might look like oh i'm just heading around to pubs having a crack and i just happen to be filming myself but it's very mm. much like in work mode even though i'm just drinking pints but you have to you have to get the picture you have to get the video on instagram and then you have yeah. to get the right shot and then you have to do this so there's a lot of concentration in it but it's still a decent night away with the missus and then like i have a couple of mates who who would film for me the odd time um once or twice i've hired a proper cameraman but to be honest with you it's just too expensive and i don't need like this 4k ultra hd crack like 
once it looks clear enough then nobody cares and then when you're with a proper cameraman like it takes too long to like set stuff up like they'd be there dicking around with the camera and getting lenses on and all and it's like mate this point is about to go off we we need to yeah. fucking go and then four or five mates who kind of have helped me just with videos and just generally supportive and then like i live at home hoping to move out next year i live at home with my mom just me and my mom and she's she's always been supportive she 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 actually she didn't know what the hell it was at the start but she actually watches the videos and stuff now and she's kind of into it so um and she's as uh, i've i was never like mad and mad for like school work or anything like that but she never really busted my balls too much and she said you probably didn't enough but she always just said, look, you'll get by on your personality and you'll be grand. And that's that's literally what's happening. I'm getting by on my personality. So she was right. So I think she can kind of rest easy now. Well, that sounds like she was she's dead. She's not dead. <laughs> she can just relax. I mean, um, but yeah, so very good corp group of people around mm. me and and I, I never really had anyone who was like oh like that's not going to work. Well. I nearly wish I had people like that, but I don't. I just very supportive people. Yeah, I mean, if you had someone who was a, like, you know, like a marketing person who knows how to market, then it'll take away from the Guinness Guru. I, I like the whole fly in the wall kind of documentary sort of thing where you're going around and you don't have a professional, like you don't, you're not looking through like a Peter, a Peter Jackson lens. It's like a, you know, a very like, uh, you know, I follow Tom Green on YouTube and, and he just goes around with his dog. And it's just very like it, you just feel you know Tom. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. That's that's yeah. People want. love that. Like all the YouTubers I follow, they just literally go around with a camera. They might have a cameraman, but like it's not yeah. fancy. It's just their day to day. And for me, it's just me going to the pubs. And I used to be so obsessed with like there's probably there is people who would rather my videos be like when I'm going to really busy pubs and it's crazy and it's great crack and yeah. blah, blah blah. But I think most people like who are following me from the start, especially they just want to follow me around and it's kind of hard to believe that people would watch that yeah. but it, i suppose it's a testament then to to you to me as like i'm i don't think i'm the funniest person in the world or whatever but i'm obviously entertaining enough that people are willing to watch me go around drinking yeah. pints um and yeah i i just think when you start bringing in people to to try fancy it up and spruce it up it's like well don't forget like you said don't forget your roots like how did this all begin just keep doing what you're doing you know mm. and it must be like like how much time would it take let's give, let's give a, let's say you have a weekend away you're going to maybe five ten pubs how much time is it going to take would you do all the editing on that weekend because you might have a, a time set in for maybe getting it out like the sunday or the monday well like even you say that like you say a weekend like i would never do it over a weekend you know what okay, i mean yeah. i'm like i might go I've only stayed over maybe like five or six times. Mm. Generally, like a lot of the times yeah. I'd get like, like there's been a, there's a, been a few times where my mom drove me. She, she waited around. I went around vlog style for like literally three hours. I come back to the car and, or say I drive down and then she'll drive home. Other times, my, my missus, God bless her. She's working on the driving, but she's not driving yet. So yeah. we might say if I drive I'll drive down somewhere, we'll film, we'll stay, and then we'll drive back in the morning and max, say, five pubs. But it's never like, oh, let's let's go to Kilkenny for the weekend yeah. and film loads. Like, because one, you kind of, you got to watch what you're spending mm. in terms of like, you're not just going to, you, you go to Kilkenny for the full weekend just to film one video. It's two nights in a hotel, all the food, all the, like, I try to not 
when I, when, when I do the days where I go with my man, we literally bring a packed lunch and coffee in a flask. It's like proper mm. frugal job. Um, and then I, but I, I think it's a testament to it that people just kind of see it and think like, I just happen to be on a weekend away and I'm filming myself. Whereas it's very much, I go on like a Tuesday afternoon and I come back Wednesday morning or something, you know? Yeah. When it gets into the cutting room, as you say, the edit, does it take long to edit each video depending on the length, I guess? It really doesn't. It's, it, I'm blessed. Like I, I've known how to edit for a few years cause I've always been into videos, but I never mm. learned anything fancy. Mm. Um, like I don't do any sort of color grading or like, I don't do anything that takes time. And mm. all I do is I'll throw the video into final cut pro, which is the editing software. There could be an hour, hour and a half, depending on how many pubs I hit. I'll cut that down to like 20, 30 minutes. And then, so I'll basically cut out all the shite bits. Uh, watch it all, cut out all the shite bits. Yeah. Watch it all again. Just clean it up a little bit. And then it's ready to go. Yeah, that, that's good because like, that's uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it can be a bit, especially if you're, if you're, if you're very finickety, you're kind of going, oh, keep that in, keep that in, take that out, take, you know, so like you have to be, sure about what you want otherwise you're gonna take forever you know yeah i've really just gotten to a state i'm like the more it goes on the less picky i am i'm just mm. like will the person watching notice or give a flying fuck about the extra second of the point you showed or the extra yeah. I, I just cut it like wherever and i just go like it's just just edit and get it up just get it up like the, the sooner you can get it up say i go on a wednesday I'm trying to get it up on the Thursday or Friday because it's fresh in people's mind. Mm. And I've put it, I've had the Instagram stories up the day I was there. And so people are, are kind of mad to see it. So if you're putting it up like two weeks later, which I know that's how a lot of, even like with podcasts, that's how, kind of how it goes. You record it and you might go up for a month, but because yeah. I'm in the town and I'm saying, I'm taking you around with me. It's a bit shit if you're not seeing that video for a month and it kind of builds up anticipation. I think that's why my views have been quite good because people are kind of waiting for the video instead of just planting it there on YouTube. And it's like, here it is you know yeah yeah it's consistent now now also as well like i'm gonna ask you about um yeah you're the guinness guru but has guinness ever, ever reached out to you to promote something i feel you would be a, a fit for guinness because you are bringing a certain demographic i mean do, do you know what your demographic is are you getting 18 to 25 year olds kind of mainly on the tiktok or not hopefully not younger because of course you can't get, drink guinness then yeah um demographic like i always thought the demographic would be just that sort of 18 to 25 but yeah TikTok probably is, but like YouTube and, and even Instagram, mm. like I've had, <laughs> this is, this is the, like the, the best thing anyone could say to me. I've had people say to me, my old lad does not use social media whatsoever. Can't stand it. But he made a YouTube account just to watch your videos, or he made an Instagram account just to follow you. He uh, you're the only person <laughs> or he follows you and his two mates from work or something. Uh, and like, when people say that, it's like, what? That's unbelievable. Like people, Someone has obviously shown this old lad the video mm. and gone, or I say old lad, but we all know lads who just don't like social media and aren't into it. Yeah. And they might have Instagram and Facebook and all, but they don't use it. Yeah, and people no are like, my, but my boyfriend does not use social media, uh, but he, he goes on and he follows your stuff. And so the demographic is literally 18 to like fucking as old as it goes, uh, <laughs> as old as you can work at a TV or a phone, which is, which is absolutely brilliant. But your original question about Guinness, um, it's always a funny one. Like when we, when I started doing the, the reviews, it was always in the bars like, Oh, Guinness sending you around. Are they? Cause they didn't know who I was. And I'd be like, no, 
nothing to do with Guinness. The only time I ever, I wouldn't even say had contact with them. They sent me the Guinness zero zero cans, like the PR package that they sent to loads of people. Yeah. And then they sent me the, um, but the, so when they sent me that, I, I saw other people doing it on Instagram and they're literally just opening the can. And so it was a non-alcoholic opening the can and then drinking it and being like, that's great. Tastes just like Guinness. Like, and I was like, all right, well, like that's, that's just a bit boring, isn't it? And I've always done when I kind of, there's just something new on the market. I want to compare something. I, I've always done a blind taste test. Mm. So I whip the blindfold on, get the can of regular and you're always going to need someone to help you do it. But can of regular Guinness and can of zero zero and I did it on Instagram live so you can see there's no bullshit no messing around um and I was just and I'm usually I'm usually not great at getting like the things right into like I remember I did a, a Guinness Murphy's and Beamish cans and I actually got it wrong embarrassingly but that was ages ago I, I think I get it right now but anyway I, I said yeah that's that's definitely the Guinness zero zero it's a lot more watery it's not really tasty blah blah, blah. just give my honest review mm. and then never heard that from Guinness and then they, they were sending out the nitro surge device, the little small device you put on top of the special cans. Um, and, and, and I noticed like all the same people who got the cans at zero zero got the nitro surge and I didn't get one. So I just Ooh. put it up having a busting balls on the, on the Instagram story, just being like, well, I'm obviously, uh, I, I, I knew I, I thought I was, but I'm, I'm definitely off the Guinness Christmas card list. Um, because I not like, because I haven't been sent one of these, but just kind of basically saying that. And then the next day I get an email from the same PR company that sent me to zero zero being like, hi, Tara, um, we'd love to send you the, the nitro surge. <laughs> like, All right, fair enough. I obviously moaned enough to get it. And then I got that and I was like, I was like, lads, I'm genuinely impressed with this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this is no way a, a paid thing or any sort of sponsor, but I'm, I've just been sent it, but I am impressed. So like, I'm not, I'm not like trying to be a rebel and like lone wolf, like, oh, fuck Guinness, so, you know, I'm just honest, like if the zero zero, like most people said it wasn't great, but the nitro surge, most people say it is good. I just kind of say what I think it's, it's never the, the goal is never to work with Guinness because I just don't think you said you think it's a good fit. I just don't know because they're so like everything according to Guinness, like every pint in the world is perfect and it's a 10 oh, out of yeah. 10, but like it just isn't. And we all know that their whole thing is very polished and clean and look, yeah. it's worked for them. They sell billions, I'm sure, pints of Guinness every day. So they don't need me to come in and change anything for them. Mm. And the, uh, the other thing is I'm giving them free advertising every time I make a single piece of content. So why would they need to pay me to like, why would I need to be like Guinness? This video is sponsored by Guinness. They're not going to benefit from that. so i also understand them not really reaching out and just leaving me do my thing you never know like but i i i don't think anytime soon anything's going to happen unfortunately and again unfortunately another reason why you probably never will be sponsored by guinness is your combinations you've played around with guinness yeah Yeah, that was purely uh that was purely um so i kind of have them to to thank for the tiktok following yeah but it was so lockdown obviously hit and then one of this guy on instagram i've kind of become pally with point man appreciation is his handle on instagram and he sent me a a picture of guinness and blue wicked it was like like you should try this for the crack and i i never said that i invented these mixed drinks like it's just um and so i did that on instagram and it was popular enough like just people tagging each other and all and then i did 
it with Smirnoff ice and I did it with Iron Brew and it's purely it's purely just because it kind of looks cool. Yeah, the, you put the sugary drink in first, then the Guinness just sits on top because it doesn't have sugar. I think that's the science behind it anyway. They were kind of popular, and then I had been seeing loads of these people online saying, "Oh yeah, like all these motivational people online being like TikTok is the next big th- next big thing." There's a guy called Gary Vaynerchuk. You might you probably his voice will probably yeah his voice will probably do your head in yeah yeah. yeah. But he's one thing I. He's very good at knowing what's what's gonna be big, and he was like TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. and I was like, right, fuck it, go on. I fired a tree. He's up on TikTok, mm. and I got like two thousand followers within a day, and I was like, right, there's something here. So yeah. then I was kind of like, well, I can't, I can't go to the pubs. I'm not, I can't like, the, I'm just drinking Guinness cans and videos. It's shy. Yeah. Like I might as well do this if it's gonna get the interaction and stuff. So. Um, it helped me big TikTok built up really quick and that obviously people went to the YouTube and went to the Instagram and then it was kind of a case of then when I went back to doing the pubs all these kids on TikTok are like oh this guy's changed up his content like oh, why isn't he doing the mixed drinks anymore I was like that's <laughs> I only did this out of boredom uh, and something to do I, I've been doing the, the pub videos for for like two years mm. also there was a stage where and I'm, I'm I'm still glad I did it I did about probably 40 videos or 50 videos in like two months or three months with the mixed drinks and then one day I just said look lads I'm about to like I've nearly run out of drinks and like I you always see a thing what works on TikTok is when you just do the same thing over and over but like slightly different and that's yeah. why it's kind of it's very it's easy to grow on it but it's very hard to be still relevant on it in 12 months and I kind of accepted that and so I just said look lads this is gonna be the last mixed drink video for now anyway because I don't want to be that guy who's just yeah. sucking the life out of it in a year's time and all the comments are like this is boring so I just kind of hung up the boots with that but I'm glad I did like I kind of sacrificed probably another potential few views but like to kind of keep my yeah. integrity somewhat some try to regain what i'd lost by mixing the drinks it's quirky i mean I'm, I, I don't know like i mean iron brew on its own oh geez i say that's, that's that's some experience it's quite sweet it's like it's almost like an energy drink but not it's like a carbonated yeah iron brew is a mad old drink you you had a black and tan but i don't think you had the original black and tan do you know the, do you know the, do you know the, the original ingredients for the black and tan no i think i just had guinness and beer didn't i yeah, but the original one, because I, I, I learned from an American guest, uh, it is a base of harp, lager, and then Guinness on top. And the colors are cool. It's like uh, it's like the colors, Kilkenny colors, you know, gold and black and gold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I presume I just, I think I just use maybe like Heineken or yeah. Coors or God knows what. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, geez, it's mad like that. All those mixed drinks, that seems like it's five years ago. That's only, mm-hmm. that's 2020, like. Like that, September, yeah. October, twenty twenty. It's it's mental how how like it just feels like it's so long ago, and and I was so confused at that time of where it's all gonna go, and I was trying to change the name and all. And then like mm. once, and then it, it was literally like June of this year, and the pubs reopened in the north, and I went to Belfast, Enniskillen, Armagh, and Derry in the space of four weeks. And I was like, right, I have it now. That's when it really started to click. And I was like, back in the pubs, doing the videos I want to do, doing the how I started out. And it's it's only grown rapidly since. So, um, yeah, we've come a long way since the <laughs> fucking Guinness and Iron Brew. From me? Yeah, from me. I know I sound like a dub, but from me. <laughs> yeah, well, kind of on the border of Dublin and Mead, is it? Yeah, Ashburn. It's literally probably, I could be wrong, like maybe five kilometers from the Dublin border, yeah. if even. And yeah. it's literally 20 minutes into Dublin city centre. So that's, 
That's why the accent is like this. But you were doing garden pubs. That was really cool. I love that. The, that one place you went to, your man had it for two or three years, like pre-COVID, as you say. You know? Because like, you know, he's actually had his own bar in his in his back garden. And was, you're, you're right in that point as well. Yeah, that was, that was deadly. And it was great crack. And like, it would have been a great series, but it just was like, with COVID, it was getting bad and going back to being okay and getting bad. Yeah. And it kind of... Like you were trying to put it up on Instagram, right, lads? If you have a home bar, like I'd love to come and, and see it and review it. But unfortunately, like, which is to be expected, like a lot of people, they might have it, but they don't really, they'd have you, they'd happily have you over, but they don't really want a camera in their back garden. Yeah, and, like yeah. they just, it's, it's not like going into a pub. Yeah. Cause, cause you're going into a pub, like people are happy that you're kind of showing off their pub and showing mm. off their point, but it is a bit intrusive. And I never really wanted to push people too much. Someone might send me a, a home bar video but i didn't want to be like can i come with a camera do you know what i mean mm. so i think i only did two of them but they were both brilliant um and yeah it had potential to be a great series but unfortunately yeah just the i guess logistics of it just weren't right and and i kind of just put the i don't even know that I, I kicked it to the curb anyway the yeah, idea you know, yeah, yeah. but you never know like definitely down the line um because i think yeah it's a totally different experience going into someone's gut like they're so <laughs> they're so proud of it you yeah you just see the pride beating out of their chest and they serve you the point and you're not really expecting the point to be great and then if it is good you're like that is unreal so yeah definitely one for the on the back burner for the future we're gonna finish up i've taken enough of your time but this is the one I, i've kept away from you i'm gonna hit you with this one okay because you're the guinness guru okay and i know 12 pubs isn't happening as much at these days but it'll happen in the future i want you to give and the listeners are gonna kind of probably follow this to a t i want you to tell me your 12 pubs your pub crawl, your ultimate pub crawl for Guinness. Go. Do they all have to be like close to each other? Uh, it would help within a certain radius. So probably probably Dublin city center, I'd say, because otherwise you're going to have to go out to like the suburbs unless you want it. Let's no, we can we can keep it Dublin city center. I right, just hope go. you have uh, about 10 grand in your pocket for taxis. <laughs> okay, um, go, go. 12, fuck. Right, so... Obviously, the typical is is the Baggett Street Mile, but like, so I'll, I'll think, what are the good ones on Baggett Street? Um, you've got Toners, O'Donoghue's, then you go onto Haddington Road and you hit up Smiths. But these are the best. These are the best Guinness for 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 your money, yeah. All right, scrap what I just said, right? Okay, go. I'm just gonna whip out a list. So, right, go. the only one that's the only one that's out of the way is the Gravediggers. It's in Glasnevin. Gravediggers, okay. Bows on Fleet Street, um, Mulligans, Pool Bag Street, Walches. Just a bit out in Stony Batter, the Cobblestone in Smithfield, the Palace Bar, even though the last point I got wasn't that good, but it's a Palace Bar is unreal. I think it's Fleet Street, close to Temple Bar. Mm-hmm. Um, Smith's Haddington Road was a great one. Doheny and Nesbitt on, is it Baggett Street? Yeah, I think it is Baggett Street. Uh, um, do you, are you counting here? I've got, I no idea. if you got seven or eight, I think, let's go, let's say you had seven <laughs> on Doheny and Nesbitt. Eight, what's um, eight? What's eight? Let's throw in John Kyo's. Right, eight, nine. Uh, fucking hell, four more. I, I actually have a list of, of a top <laughs> ten. I can't even think of it. Um, let's go. Let's throw in Toner's iconic pub. Grogan's, we're heading there for a toasty. Go. What's that, ten? Ten, I think it's ten, yeah. Then we'll hit up Tom Kennedy's. Right. Beside what? Vicar Street. What's the, what's the uh, icing on the cake? Fucking icing on the cake. Uh, 
Shit, we had into coppers then for, <laughs> okay. for a 12. We won't even be able to taste the fucking pint by then. So you, the, the, you won't give a bollocks. So into coppers for a manky pint at about two in the morning. And then and then you fucking fall into a taxi and go home. No, 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 no. You don't fall in a taxi. You go to Zaytoon. Proper kebab, man. <laughs> Sorry. I, th- <laughs> I thought you were going to, I thought that was some sort of an ad for some taxi company. No, you go to Zaytoon. <laughs> Zaytoon or, or Babylon, whatever you're in the mood for. Or uh, Eddie Rockets. Uh, and then fucking. Geez, okay. Is that a Rockets uh, open that late? You know, like? I wouldn't be picky now. Mm. I, I'd just be mad for a few chips or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's probably a terrible list because you put me on the spot there. No, for, I know. And you didn't say three pubs, fucking 12. But I think and anyone who did that pub crawl, you might have to do it over the space of two days. I don't know if it'd be possible to do it in one uh, just because of all the trekking around, but um, that that would keep you going anyway. Yeah, it definitely would. A, a, few, a, few, a few big hitters in there and a few little gems. Like Cobblestone is one that just was recently saved from being... Yeah you know demolished because like yeah cobblestone for yeah. the live music yeah yeah, yeah. i never i never forget bringing a of a friend an english fella and i met him uh when i was in new zealand and then we were meeting up here and uh I, I brought him into it was funny i didn't even know what the cobblestone this is like a good few years ago and yeah. we were staying in the maldron beside it and he was like what's that cobblestone and i was like ah oh, yeah sure fuck we're we going for a look and you go in and Holy, 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 and just the music and all is unbelievable. So, uh, yeah, serious spot. But yeah, a few, few random gems in there, but <laughs> should get you over the line. I <laughs> should, yeah. Would you ever consider coming to Tala and and, and doing some and reviewing some Guinness? I would. There's definitely like, so I've done Dublin City Centre, and like Dublin is just such a a vast county of of pubs. I know every county is, but like, because Dublin's on my doorstep, it's handy. So I definitely see myself doing like the likes of Tala, maybe um, I don't know, surrounding areas. Mm. Um, but one place I've I've heard people saying is is it the Dragon Inn? No. Yeah, it's in the main village. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, the Guinness advisor he had that up kind of randomly because most of his were in were in town, and then he had one up, and it's like a maybe you gave it an eight or an eight point five or something, which is very high score for him. Yeah. And it was like in Tala, Dragon Inn place. So I was like, hmm, interesting. So uh, yeah, definitely on the cards. Yup, Tala. If you're out there, I'll go for a point with you. I'll hold the camera, okay? I'll give yeah. your missus a night off, right? <laughs> Sounds good. I was, I'm happy you came on. Thanks for coming on for the chat. Now, thanks to Guinness Guru for coming on for a chat. Um, many future success. I'm, 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 I'm subscribed to you. You may, you may notice on uh, YouTube, and I'll, I'll subscribe to all your socials because uh, I love your content. Thank and, you, Shane. Uh, I, I look forward to seeing what, what, what's next for the Guinness Guru. Thanks. Thank you very much, my buddy. Uh, yeah great podcast you have a good uh you have a good voice for it and i've enjoyed it immensely even though it was at eight o'clock in the morning but i'm i'm awake now and i'm full of beans so attack the day exactly get your bowl of cereal in there and a cup of coffee and you'd be happy out all right all right dara take it easy and uh have a nice christmas and i'll talk to you soon okay sound bud and that was dara the guinness guru it was great to chat to him just learn about his, his whole process and how we got into being the guinness guru like talking about guinness such a well-known irish stout or beer around the world now once again guys i hope you liked this episode it's episode 58 yes flying along and i hope you had a nice christmas and i hope you have a very happy new year whatever you do and remember you're always welcome here in heartlines take it easy this is shane take it easy and bye bye